When the art day gets rough, you just gotta keep on punching. And here's your Thunder Punch Daily with Jersey Drozd. So Manga Studio is on sale for 15 bucks this week, like in the next five days at the time of this recording, which is November 25th, 2015. Hi, I'm Jersey Droz, cartoonist and teaching artist. This is Thunder Punch Daily as part of the Art Sound Off Challenge at artsoundoff.com. I'll talk more about that in the tail end of the episode. But first, Manga Studio, what is that? Uh, it's, it's a drawing app, and it's a lot like Photoshop. If you're familiar with Adobe Photoshop, Manga Studio is very similar with, the, with this key distinction. It was designed from the ground up for illustration, whereas Photoshop was an image manipulation program that has been acquiring uh, more and more illustration tools over the years. So you can do illustration with it. You can do wonderful illustration in Photoshop. Um, there's nothing against it, but uh, Manga Studio is um, more focused on illustration. And if you're listening to the show, you probably I'm guessing you have a keen interest in illustration. Now, here's another key distinction between Manga Studio and Photoshop. Manga Studio, $15 right now. I am not being endorsed, or I'm not being paid for this endorsement, by the way. I am only pointing this out because I use it almost exclusively to make the Boulder and Fleet comic, and I get asked about it a lot. So I thought uh, I would explain a little bit in this uh, TPD about uh, how I use Manga Studio. And I'll point you at some places where you can watch video of how I use it. And I mean, YouTube is just an enormous fountain of terrific knowledge on how to use the application. Although, although, not all videos are created equal, right? There are some more that are more helpful than others. So uh, you do have to do a little bit of sifting right now. Although there is a series called Manga Studio for Dummies where he walks through how to use the application. But um, but a big, dis- you know, that $15 distinction is pretty huge. Uh, imagine getting Photoshop or something darn near close to Photoshop for 15 bucks right? Uh, that's a steal. So if you're curious, if you're on the fence about it, I recommend checking it out. Uh, also, I mean, this is another distinction between it and Photoshop that I really like. When you buy, at least when you buy the download version, and I'm going to talk about the download version in a second, you get, uh, about the name that is, but when you buy it online, you get the download version, $15, you get a license for both uh, Macintosh computers and PC computers. You get both, license for both. So, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you have, like, for, for instance, I have an, uh, an iMac desktop computer and then I have my Surface Pro, put it on both. I mean, just just such a little thing to like actually treat your customer like an adult that you can trust that, you know, I'm not going to pirate it. Uh, you know, goes a long way to like winning my, uh, my trust and, uh, you know, my uh, belief in your product. Uh, it's a little dumb thing. But anyway... So um, what's so great about it? Well, as a matter of fact, I did an episode of the Lean Into Art cast with Rob Stenzinger uh, called What's So Great About Manga Studio. And in it, I highlighted some things that it can do that other drawing apps can't. So I'll point you at that one if you really want to see like the comparison breakdown of like what you can do in this Manga Studio thing. Oh, by the way, I got to back up. I said I was going to mention this. If you get the download version, it's called Clip Studio Paint. That is just the name of the download version. They're the same application. Manga Studio 5. Clip Studio Paint Pro, same program. But if you get it on a disc, if you get it on hard media, like on a DVD delivered to your door, it's called Manga Studio. If you get it off the internet from the Smith Micro website, it's called Clip Studio Paint, okay? I know it's confusing. I'm not entirely clear on why that distinction exists, but it's there. That's what it is. 
Uh, so, but, but don't worry about like, am I getting the same thing? Clip Studio Paint is identical to Manga Studio 5. Um, anyway, so I'll point you at that. I'll link in the show notes to that, um, that uh, Lena's art cast where I walk through like the key differences and like, you know, affordances of Manga Studio. But in a recent episode of the Galaxy of Super Adventure show that I do with uh, Ben Hatke and Zach Gialongo, we talked a little bit about uh, our different tools and our processes of making comics. And in it, I remember dropping into the conversation that I use upwards of 80 layers in my Manga Studio files. And I remember that caught Zach and Ben kind of off guard. And they said something, we all said something to the effect of, well, we need to like compare our process in more detail. And we didn't get around to it in that one. But I know we're going to in uh, a future episode. But I can at least walk through it briefly here. Um, so the way I work is I thumbnail my pages on just like, I take a, a letter size sheet of paper, you know, copy paper, uh, take like 10 of them, fold them in half. I actually, I print out a, uh, a thumbnail template, which is roughly, I want to say three and a half inches by three and a half inches. So it's a square page as anybody who's seen Boulder and Fleet square pages. Um, so it's a three and a half by three and a half square that's printed out in blue on, uh, each half of the, like if you take a letter piece of paper, fold in half, book style. Uh, each side has now a th- three and a half inch square. And I go through, I staple it, and then I go through and I, I you know, this is my dummy book. So I could look at my spreads and I, I thumbnail just with like, a, you know, mechanical pencil with uh, 2B leads if you really need to know. I mean, I like softer leads. Uh, so I do, a, I do a rough sketch. It takes about a half hour to do the rough sketch on the paper. Then I scan that in on my computer or take a photograph if I'm not near my scanner. And then I import it into Manga Studio. And from there, I do all of the rest of the illustration. So the only physical, you know, atomic copy of the work exists in those pencil sketches. Everything else happens digitally. So once it's imported, uh, the next thing I do is I uh, break out all the panel shapes with the panel cutting tool, which is one of those things that Photoshop doesn't have. Um, And then I name all of my panel folders. Like when you break, when you use the panel cutting tool to you know, cut your panels out of the, the, like, you can put like one big uh, square in the middle of the page to be like your main panel and then like use the panel cutting tool to chop it up into its, you know, constituent panels. And as you do that, each of those panels becomes a a layer folder that you can nest layers in. So I name all those, call that, then nest all those in a folder called inks. And then I do my lettering. So I go over uh, with the lettering tool, which the lettering tool Manga Studio is pretty great. Uh, do all the lettering, then I create two new layers atop my thumbnail layer. So I got my thumbnails that I imported, then I create one called pencil roughs, and I got another one called pencils. Pencil rough layer, I go into my, uh, over top of my thumbnails, and I just clean it up a little bit. And at this point, I'm really worried about just like getting the shapes right, getting the shapes right, n- nudging the poses, also starting to think about the composition. And that's why I did my lettering first, so I can know what kind of space I have to work with. Then I go through and I do a more detailed run on the pencils. And this is where I'm getting it like pretty close to print quality. You know, I'm getting it as detailed as I can while also not spending more than like an hour on the pencil stage. Like ideally I'm spending about an hour total on the rough pencils and the pencils. Again, we're really looking at, you know, a square page, three panels max. Um, Usually I can pull it off. Then we get to the inking and this is where it gets, this is why I get like 80 layers in my files. So in each panel folder, I'll have the following uh, ink layers. I'll have a vector ink layer, 
And vector inks is just like it says, it's like it's you're inking lines, but it, they're also vector shapes. You can adjust the, the Bezier points on them after the fact, which can be extremely handy if you like to nudge and noodle with your work. There's also, uh, it makes using paint bucket flatting uh, really easy. Then I do a layer called vector holds, and this is just a blank layer. I put a top of my vector ink layer, and then I make it a clipping layer. So then on, up on this layer, I can do color holds on the ink lines. So let's say I want to, you know, make sure that, um, you know, like if I want to push Boulder into the background a little bit more by giving him like a slightly purplish gray hue to his, uh, his ink lines, I can just do a bucket fill on that layer, and boom, all of his ink lines are that color. And then on, on one more layer, I put, I call uh, raster ink. And this raster layer is where I'll do all my soft inking effects like dry brush, um, special effect inks like blur effects and things like that. On the vector ink layer, I'm really mostly only doing contour. So like, let's say I'm drawing the ground, like a rocky ground. The vector ink layer will just be like the horizon line. And then on the raster ink layer, that's where I'll do all like little jagged chips and textures and bumped out pieces of rock that are all showing up on the surface of the ground. Why? Because again, when I do the bucket fill uh, flatting, I can make the vector ink layer a reference layer, which means that uh, it's now the layer upon which the ink, the paint bucket will refer to no matter what layer I'm working on. And then I turn off my raster ink layer. So now there's just the horizon line. And I can just do a flat bucket fill for that ground. Boom, fills it in. I don't have to worry about going around with the bucket to fill in all the little nooks and crannies. Turn back on the raster ink layer. Now I've got my fully rendered ground landscape with a fill in it. Again, uh, if this sounds, it's a little hard to explain this in audio, so I will link you to my video series of uh, where I, I, I live stream coloring Boulder and Fleet pages so you can see it for yourself. Um, also, one more, one more uh, you know, resource tip I'll put at the end of this episode. But now, okay, that's three layers. You got a vector ink, a vector hold, and a raster ink layer. Why would you have 80? Because... I break every panel into these groupings of three for each element in the panel. So let's say we've got a panel where Roxanne of the Mineral Gals is rolling towards Boulder, right? She's in ball mode, rolling towards, towards Boulder. Then there's the ground, then there's Boulder, and then there's the tractor next to him, and there's the lizard guy next to Boulder, or lizard gal, actually, in this particular panel. And maybe there's like the rock wall behind them. Each of those things that I've listed will get each of those three groupings, Right? So there'll be boulder uh, vector inks, boulder holds, boulder raster inks. Roxanne, vector inks, Roxanne vector holds, Roxanne raster ink. Right, So that can quickly add up with a lot of layers. And good layering uh, labeling makes a big difference when you're working this way. Now, it grants me a lot of flexibility in what I can tweak and what I can change. Uh, you know, like being able to... Uh, group these little clumps of layers into their own layer folders means I can transform them all at one go. So like if I want to make Roxanne a little bigger after the fact or smaller after the fact, no problem. Uh, it doesn't require a whole lot of lassoing, you know, using like the lasso tool to, grip, to grab things. It means that running uh, color effects on things. Like So let's say after the fact, this is something that happens with my pages where I'm like, you know, that mine cart in the foreground, would I really want to make the midground a lot more important. So if I push the foreground even closer to us by making it darker, making it seem a little out of focus with like just darkening it up. That would go a long way. Well, instead of repainting the whole thing, I can just go to my flats layer, select all of the, the flats for the, the foreground elements, create a new layer on top of the colors, turn that selection into a mask, and then fill it with a color and then run a layer effect on it to, to you know darken it with, ever, with, with whatever hue I want. 
So you get a lot of super flexibility in treating all the elements like they're all on their own transparencies. And that's why I have a lot of layers. So not all, like if you looked at any particular piece of the art that I have, it, it would look like a whole bunch of like disparate little sketches. You could like imagine them as like a stack of transparencies and a wind blew in the, in the doorway. Suddenly it'd be uh, a lot of work to put my drawing back together, uh, which can be a little bit of a pain sometimes. And it can make your file sizes really huge. But again, it's all for me, it's all about future-proofing my pages and making sure that um, uh, I can monkey with it as often as I want, as quickly as I need to, so that making a change after the fact doesn't require a whole lot of backtracking work. Um, so if this is something where you feel like, oh, I really wish I could get my hands on one of your pages to see what you're talking about, and watching the video isn't enough, I will point at, and this is this is the one part that is going to sound like an advertisement, and it kind of is, but um, on my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash jersey, uh, one of the pledge tiers in there uh, does grant uh, access to high-res layered versions of the pages. So like if you want to pick apart the manga, I put, what I post is the manga studio files and an exported Photoshop file. So even if you don't have manga studio, and I mean for 15 bucks, why wouldn't you? Uh, but if, if all you got is Photoshop and that's fine too, you can open it up in that and, and see sort of like the, the hierarchical structure I create for my pages and the way I, I put together all the special effects. Um, so yeah, that's at patreon.com slash Jersey if you're interested in that kind of thing. Uh, but also in the, in the lean into art Patreon, I know in the past I've posted some, uh, layered manga studio files. Uh, so, and I think that was like available to anybody who pledged like a buck or more a month. Um, so you can also check it out there. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to share these kinds of resources uh, to whoever thinks that it would be useful to them because gosh darn it, I wish somebody would have come along and shown me how to use Manga Studio when I was first trying it. So who am I? Jersey Droz, cartoonist and teaching artist, uh, boulderandfleet.com, Jersey on Twitter. And this is part of the Art Sound Off Challenge. This is the part when I tell you about the challenge. What is the challenge? It's where I and a bunch of other visual storytellers getting together every day for the month of November 2015 doing an audio check-in, whether it's an essay or it's a reflection or it's just the, you know, some kind of uh, quick little, quick little reflection on the day. Um, and then sharing it online with the art sound off hashtag, where, which means you can find all of them by going to twitter.com slash art sound off. That's the account that's retweeting all the posts that are being turned in by all the vi different visual storytellers. So you can hear from a variety of people on all the different ways one can go about this whole storytelling jazz thing. One more thing, tonight is Lean Into Artcast night. I know it's Wednesday, but you know Thursday in the United States is Thanksgiving. So in observance of that, Rob and I are going to record the show a day early on Wednesday, November 25th. And that's at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern time if you want to tune in live and participate by commenting during the live show. Uh, and you can find the link to the live stream by going to comicsaregreat.com slash live. All right, I'll be back tomorrow with another Thunder Punch Daily. Until then. Remember, everybody. Swimming is fun and good for you, but going in the water can be very dangerous on your planet as well as mine. But there's no chance that you'll lose your memory, as Orko did, but the threat of drowning is very real. That's why it's important to be aware of the rules of water safety. Don't play jokes in the water. Always be sure to swim in an area where an adult is watching you and never swim alone. Go with a friend. Keep your swimming safe and live to swim another day.